You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. In U.S. working forests, or forest land carefully managed to provide a steady renewable supply of wood for daily use, more than 1 billion trees are planted every year, and forestry experts protect and manage hundreds of millions of acres. Working forests have been sustainably managed for decades. How? It's simple. They plant more trees than they harvest. Learn more at workingforestsinitiative.com. It's not every week that the United States Senate tries the president of the United States, so you're totally forgiven if you miss the news that the crown prince of Saudi Arabia may have hacked Jeff Bezos. The initial expert who conducted the forensic uh, investigation concluded with medium to high certainty that the source of the hacking was a video file sent to Mr. Bezos through WhatsApp uh, from an account owned by the uh, crown prince. And this wasn't just a claim from Bezos and his Bezies. This came from the United Nations. We received the report a few months ago, and over the last uh, few weeks, we have consulted our own independent expert who have reviewed the findings and the work of that initial forensic investigation. And they have concluded, uh, following uh, a range of uh, expert exchanges, that the most likely source of the hacking of Mr. Bezos' phone was indeed a WhatsApp message originating from an account owned by the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. Mohammed bin Salman, perhaps best known for ordering a hit on Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi, may have also dropped some spyware in a WhatsApp message to Jeff Bezos, who owns the Washington Post. We covered the news about Bezos getting hacked almost a year ago when we first found out with Peter Kafka from Recode. But now that there's evidence pointing to Saudi Arabia, we called Peter back in to help us make sense of the story. Let's take it back to this time last year. Sure. Beginning of uh, January of 2019, the National Enquirer starts running salacious stories about Jeff Bezos having an affair. Um, They run some salacious photos. They intimate they have more salacious photos. In addition to the, in their words, below-the-belt selfie, other lies colloquially known as a blank pick, the Enquirer obtained a further nine images. It's a staggering story. And then a few weeks later, Jeff Bezos, as all billionaires do, writes a post on Medium where he says, by the way, the National Enquirer tried to extort me. They tried to extract things from me so they wouldn't run those photos. Obviously, I didn't agree. He writes this, I was made an offer I couldn't refuse, or at least that's what the top people at the National Enquirer thought. I'm glad they thought that because it emboldened them to put it all in writing. And also, I have some other stuff I want to get off my chest. 
He feels, apparently, that there was political motivation for what the Inquirer was doing. And so our sense a year ago was that this story was more than just a little phone hack. And we were right, but we were also kind of wrong. We still don't really know. It's definitely a weird-ass story. We, I was focused on the idea that this was a connection between the National Enquirer and perhaps Donald Trump, um, since those two entities work closely together. But Jeff Bezos, even back then, was saying, by the way, something involving Saudi Arabia might be at play here. Um, he didn't say Saudi Arabia hacked my phone, but he, he mentioned Saudi Arabia m- multiple times. And it just seemed kind of too wild to think about. And a lot of people sort of ended up ignoring that argument. Well, it turns out that when Jeff Bezos wrote that memo, he believed that Saudi Arabia had hacked his phone. In March of last year, a guy named Gavin De Becker, sort of a, a private eye to the rich and famous, um, who's working for Jeff Bezos and, and was working for him during this time, publishes under his own byline a piece of the Daily Beast. The title of that is Bezos Investigations Finds the Saudis Obtained His Private Data. Gavin DeBecker writes, Our investigators and several experts concluded with high confidence that the Saudis had access to Bezos' phone and gained private information. This should have been a bombshell. And for, I guess, multiple reasons, um, everyone sort of ignored it. The conventional wisdom reported in the Wall Street Journal, lots of other places, was the reason uh, Jeff Bezos' private stuff got out is that his girlfriend's brother had somehow got his hands on it, and he had sold that information to the National Enquirer. And we were all sort of satisfied with that explanation. Because we're fools. We're fools. I mean, there's a smart person version of being foolish, which is believing in Occam's razor, the idea that the simplest explanation is usually the accurate one. And for me, the idea that a middle-aged dude whose secret racy text to his girlfriends got out, he wasn't hacked that his girlfriend told someone or something like that because that makes sense. By the way, we can, in theory, stitch both of these things together, that not only was Jeff Bezos' phone hacked by the Saudis, but the Saudis then routed that information through his girlfriend's doofus brother, who then sold it to the Inquirer. So this particular angle, this possibility that this was a Saudi-involved phone hack, is ignored for a long time until it's not this week. What changed this week? This week, The Guardian broke the news that there had been allegations that the Saudis uh, had hacked Jeff Bezos' phone, and not just allegations, but there's a report, and the report is somehow connected to the United Nations. What it turns out is that there's a company called FTI, which has done an investigation into Jeff Bezos' phone at Jeff Bezos' request, and that report has then been passed on to various important bodies. One of them is the U.N., The U.N. was already investigating the Saudis and their prince, Mohammed bin Salman, who we're going to refer to, as most people do now from here on out, as MBS. He's the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. So what we discovered this week is that the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, perhaps best known in these parts for ordering the hit on Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi, also hacked the owner of the Washington Post, Jeff Bezos? Allegedly, um, we've got a report created by someone Jeff Bezos paid, which says they have medium to high confidence in this theory. The UN put out a press release that says UN experts call for investigation into allegations that Saudi crown prince involved in hacking of Jeff Bezos's phone. So the UN isn't saying we believe this is 100 percent true. They're just saying it sure seems like there's something here. They then publish sort of a, an abbreviated version 
of, of the report. Um, that's the full report now has, has surfaced in places like uh, vice.com. So all this is now sort of out there. If you go back and look at what Gavin DeBecker wrote in uh, March of last year, it's pretty much what he was saying back then. There's just now a document, and that seems to give it a lot more weight. So how exactly does this happen? How does MBS get into the phone of Jeff Bezos? He sends him a text message via WhatsApp. Oh. Just that simple. Just like that. Yeah. MBS is doing a a tour of the U.S. This is back when everyone in the U.S. thought he was a reformer, um, that he was the new, young, progressive face of Saudi Arabia, and also, by the way, someone who had billions of dollars to spend. He was going to let women drive and all this. He was going to let women drive, and he was open for business. Well, the prince has arrived. The crown prince of Saudi Arabia is in town tonight for some high-profile meetings with Silicon Valley CEOs in the next few days. So he meets from everyone from Donald Trump to Michael Bloomberg to Tim Cook and eventually Jeff Bezos. Everyone is very excited to meet with him. They're all photographed with him. Um, and at some point, he apparently has dinner with Bezos. And at some point, they exchange WhatsApp information, as I, I suppose world leaders do. And then, supposedly, MBS sends him a video attachment uh, via WhatsApp and Bezos clicks on it. And we don't know what happens then in terms of the video. What supposedly happens then is Jeff Bezos' phone starts uploading enormous amounts of information. Huh. And here you have to sort of imagine what it's uploading, but the the suggestion is it's uploading personal stuff that he didn't want uploaded and that it is going back to MBS's phone. Wow. Yeah, that's a wow. Well, first of all, what kind of videos does MBS send Jeff Bezos, are these like cat videos? Are these memes? Courtesy of Vice, there's a screenshot of of the video file. It's got a picture of uh, a Saudi Arabia logo and a Sweden logo. I don't know why. Huh. And a play button. And, you know, if you get random stuff sent to you via email, you generally don't click on it. I think when you get a WhatsApp from someone, you're assuming they know you directly. It's probably safer. And maybe Jeff Bezos is just like us. He occasionally clicks on things that he should not click on. Funny you say that because my dad sends me random videos on WhatsApp all the time, and I never click on them. Maybe dad wants to hack your phone. (laughs) I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Okay, so Bezos clicks on this Sweden-Saudi video for whatever reason, and all of a sudden he's downloading some sort of spyware? Yes, that is the implication. Um, the, The report speculates that it could be something called Pegasus 3 malware, a product, quote, widely reported to have been purchased and deployed by Saudi officials. That one's made by the NSO group. That's a bunch of Israeli hackers. There's some other software. They're, they're guessing at, at what it might be. They don't actually know. Here we should caveat that some information security research experts, uh, including the guy who used to run uh, information security for Facebook, have looked at the reports that are out there and say, this is certainly suspicious, but they have not proven their case here. We have questions about this report. Um, we are not as convinced of, as everyone else is. So you can take this with one or two grains of salt if you would like. Okay. So while we're not completely sure what the spyware or malware MBS sent Bezos may have been, things are looking pretty certain that MBS hacked Bezos's phone. That isn't as much in question anymore? We're, we're going to use allegedly, and we use some caveats. And again, this is one report assessed with, quote, medium to high confidence. But that is the allegation, that all of a sudden Jeff Bezos' phone starts just shooting out data. 
Hmm. Increasing data egress suddenly by 29,156%. Data spiking continued undetected over some months and at rates as much as, oh my gosh, I can't even do that math, 106 million percent higher than pre-video data. Does Bezos have any idea this is happening while it's happening? Is his phone, you know, heating up while he's trying to go to sleep or something? They don't seem to think that he was alerted to this. He does then get two weird messages from MBS over the next few months, which he does find suspicious, apparently. One is a picture of a woman, which kind of looks like the woman that he was dating, but not really. Again, if you look at it with a weird caption that essentially says something like, hanging out with a woman is like reading the software license agreement. In the end, you just press click. That's the actual thing that MBS sent to Jeff Bezos. Sounds like a progressive reformer to me. It's weird. Again, it's maybe the kind of thing your uncle would send you. But that seems suspicious. More suspicious to Bezos is that at some point, um, he is getting a briefing via the phone about attacks against him on social media, which uh, his researchers believe are coming from Saudi Arabia. And then gets a weird message from MBS saying, quote, Jeff, all what you hear or told to, it's not true, and it's matter of time till you know the truth. There is nothing against you or Amazon from me or Saudi Arabia. Oh, wow. So I don't, I don't know what's going on in your life, but if you get that message from MBS, you, that, that should alarm you. So wait a second. MBS, while potentially hacking the phone of the richest man in the world and potentially one of the most powerful, also sends him a message in broken-ass English saying, Jeff, everything cool, no phone hack, or something like that? It, it does give you pause and, oh. and think, well, maybe not quite the mastermind. Maybe it's like if, if while the CIA was trying to kill Fidel Castro, they sent him a note saying, hey, if you get an exploding cigar in your face, just so you know, it was definitely not from Langley. Oh. It doesn't seem super slick. So we have questions. Why would MBS want to hack Jeff Bezos's phone? There are a bunch of reasons you might want to hack the phone of one of the most powerful people in the world, um, whether or not you were doing business with him, and whether or not he owned the Washington Post, and whether or not he employed a columnist um, that was antagonizing you. But Jeff Bezos happened to be all those things, too. He happened to be all of those things. Do we know what else they got other than potentially, (laughs) as you so loved calling it, Peter? We don't even know if he got the dick pics there, but that's the guess. Hmm. Just say dick pic one more time. I did it three times last episode, so we'll keep it to two this time. Classy. So, how has the Crown Prince reacted to this report? The Saudi government has denied it. Absolutely not. Total nonsense. Where does that come from? I have no idea. This story was out uh, a year, almost a year ago. It was debunked, but then we rejected it completely. People are trying to sensationalize something that is pure fiction. Now, they have also denied uh, initially that, that anything happened to Khashoggi. And they denied that he was involved, and they have subsequently said, well, other people were involved in in the murder of of Khashoggi, but not the crown prince. They have called for an investigation into this, by the way. Oh. So they're deeply concerned. Does that suggest at the very least that MBS and Jeff Bezos won't be doing business together anytime soon? Seems unlikely. Which, uh, and then I guess the question will be, what other tech companies will or won't be doing business with uh, Saudi Arabia? And that is a pretty open question right now. We're going to take a quick break, and after that, I'm going to talk to Peter's Recode colleague, Kara Swisher, about Saudi money in tech. 
Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. In U.S. working forests, or forest land carefully managed to provide a steady renewable supply of wood for daily use, more than 1 billion trees are planted every year and forestry experts protect and manage hundreds of millions of acres. Working forests have been sustainably managed for decades. How? It's simple. They plant more trees than they harvest. Learn more at workingforestsinitiative.com. Kara Swisher, you've written about Silicon Valley's relationship with Saudi Arabia. How deep are these ties as far as we know? Well, quite deep. There's a ton of investment. I mean, the Saudis have been investing in Silicon Valley for many, many years, going back a a long way. Big investors in Twitter, big investors in Google, big investors in lots and lots of companies. They've struggled with their Uber investment, obviously. Another, the Saudis have a seat on the board. And they're, again, they're very much involved in lots and lots of companies that we use every day and we don't you know, you think about as very popular consumer companies. With a company like Twitter, I mean, we're not talking about the most obvious profit model in the world. What is Saudi Arabia's interest in in these companies, and especially the ones that don't even have a clear profit model? You know, there's been a lot of upside to being in Twitter. A lot of people made a lot of money from being shareholders of Twitter as it's gone up and down. There's been a lot of money made by Saudi investors in all kinds of things because the internet and tech has been a good place to be involved in. They've been investing in Apple. They've been investing in all, you know, Microsoft. They have investments just like any rich people. They want to be involved where the highest returns are. And that's been in tech over the past decade at least, if not longer. And how did this relationship, if at all, change after the murder of Jamal Khashoggi? Well, it didn't. There hasn't been a cutback in the money. People are taking this money. These are very wealthy people with lots of money to put to use. So does that mean Bezos is basically alone in sort of cutting off his ties to MBS and Saudi Arabia? And and if so, that it took the murder of one of his journalists and the hacking of his phone potentially to get to that point? You know, Bezos has to have a relationship with people all around the globe, and MBS would be one of them. As Amazon seeks to expand to places like Saudi Arabia and across the Mideast, and so the problem is, is that now he owns a newspaper that has a very different uh, point of view about the Saudis. And so, you know, I think he saw firsthand the repercussions of having that newspaper. And there's Amazon and then there's the Washington Post, even though President Trump tries to conflate the two. Those are two different businesses. And the difficulty of owning a, a newspaper like this and, and being responsible for journalists like Mr. Khashoggi, he's going to have repercussions from owning that. 
I'm just like wondering, is that what it took for for someone in tech to take a stand against Saudi investment, Saudi involvement in in one of these firms? Was it, you know, straight up murder or, say, the the hacking of a phone? Does the rest of Silicon Valley not have a bar? Well, you know, money is money. If you talk to them off the record, they're all like, ugh, dirty money. They do say that. You know, and they actually, I was at a dinner party where they were stack ranking dirty money. They're like, well, the best money to get right now is from the people from Singapore, the rich people from Singapore, because they're not as dirty as, say, the Russians or the Saudis or the Chinese or whatever. Um, but, you know, th- these these are large masses, mass amounts of capital that are needed to invest in innovation and and these companies. And they're not always from the places you may want them to be from. And so off the record, they'll tell you, how awful it is, on the record, a lot of these companies take the money. Yeah. And so your impression is a lot of these companies aren't necessarily thinking about the risks involved. Well, I don't know what the risk is. I mean, it's just, it's a moral risk, right? Uh, What's the risk to them? I mean, look what happened to Bezos here. And MBS was also meeting with Bloomberg and Trump, and he's pals with Jared Kushner. I mean, state secrets could be on the line over there. And then you wrote late last year about Saudi spies inside of Twitter? Right. There's that case. It's an ongoing case. I think it continues to be an ongoing case. Saudi Arabia is spending enormous amounts of money on, uh, I think they're called flies, but essentially uh, they're messing with social media in order to uh, push the whatever the kingdom of Saudi Arabia wants pushed out there or to attack enemies of Saudi Arabia. So they're using social media very heavily that way. You know, I think this government is very aware, the Saudi government is very aware of the power of social media and also the ability to do surveillance using social media. And, you know, the idea that they are, that they are, which they're, they're denying what they're doing, I don't believe a word of it, that they're spying on Jeff, but the fact that they, that they try to spy on Jeff Bezos, oh my God, the rest of us are finished if that's the case. Right. Does this story come down to the same thing every other tech story comes down to, which is that this is all going to be put on consumers to protect themselves yes, and exercise yes. caution? Yeah, I don't know why Jeff p- clicked on that video. I wouldn't click on any video I got from him, Mohammed bin Salman. This is what powerful people do. They talk to each other quietly off the record. Just the idea that they're hacking into Jeff Bezos's accounts is just gives you a sense of how much arrogance that they have towards this and the uses that this government is a government that uses social media to get through whatever they need to get through. And, you know, meanwhile, behind the scenes, they're working with the Trump administration and lots of big companies. And the death of Mr. Khashoggi doesn't seem to matter to a lot of these corporations. Um, And they just keep going forward as always. They can get to Bezos. They can get to everybody. That's the thing. And with enough money and enough uh, influence, you can get to anybody in this world. Kara Swisher. She hosts Recode Decode. Adweek named it the best podcast of the year last year. Her colleague Peter Kafka, who you heard from earlier, hosts a podcast called Recode Media. It's also worth a listen. No thanks to Adweek. I'm Sean Ramosverum. This is Today Explained, probably the podcast of the century, but we'll all be dead or deaf before it's official. Have a nice weekend.
In U.S. working forests, or forest land carefully managed to provide a steady renewable supply of wood for daily use, more than 1 billion trees are planted every year, and forestry experts protect and manage hundreds of millions of acres. Working forests have been sustainably managed for decades. How? It's simple. They plant more trees than they harvest. Learn more at workingforestsinitiative.com.